Hello and welcome to the United Sisters podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Okoje, but my friends call me Omo. I'm a doctor, a mom, an entrepreneur, business strategist, transformational coach, and the founder of United Sisters, an organization dedicated to inspiring, empowering ladies whilst challenging the status quo. I am obsessed with helping women find their voice and understand their true potential, purpose and passion, regardless of their creed and culture. This podcast is dedicated to helping you up-level every aspect of your life. Join me for today's episode as we unearth the power that already lies within you. Hello, ladies. How are you doing? It's your girl again, Akoje. I am super excited to be here today with somebody who is such an amazing, amazing woman. I see her a lot on social media and I see what she's been doing and I'm just like, oh my God, how does she do all these things? So you guys are going to have the privilege of having her here live to share what she does and how she does this. So I've got a lady here. She's a mom of three gorgeous children. She's an entrepreneur, a worshiper in music and a dealer of hope. Oh my God, she describes herself as a dealer of hope. She loves helping people discover their inner strength and become more. We can all thrive again is what she says. So I'm actually going to dive into that. So why? So yeah, let me introduce you to Shoye. I probably pronounced that wrong. So please come on in. Is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I told you a good evening. And yes, you pronounced that wrong. It's Shio, right? Shio. Shio. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I become right. too. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to do the posh <laughs> version. <laughs> right. Okay. 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 <laughs> Thank Apologies. you so much for having me. Thank you for having me. Yes, I think like it's such a joy to have you but you know you said in your little um, introduction you love helping people discover their inner strength and become more and thrive again so when you say thrive again that means there's something that maybe happened to you that maybe you kind of were thriving and something happened is that correct could you share a little bit about your background uh, and your story yes yes you're correct yes you're <laughs> correct and you know good evening everybody good evening all the <laughs> listeners and thank you again I called you for this opportunity to share my story and also a, a little bit about myself maybe a woman that listens to this will get the strength to become more Hmm. maybe they'll discover that there's more to them than they already know right now. Hmm. Maybe everything will eventually make sense why they had to go through the things they went through. Maybe this is the answer to the prayer they've been praying, just maybe. And so I hope my words and the things I share today will impact somebody's life yes. better. I'm looking yes. forward to get some testimonials after this. So to your question, when I said you too can thrive again, what do I mean by that? And you're saying that obviously it means something had happened, right? Yes, and I'm yes. trying to say that regardless of what happened, you can thrive again. And yes, you are correct. And this is my story. Hmm. Born and raised in Nigeria, 
to academic parents. So my both of my parents were in the um, university environment. My father was a professor. My mom was a PhD holder. Mm. And everything was about education, growing up, you know, having that rounded um, education, rounded view of life. I was in a cocoon. I was sheltered. I didn't yeah. know much. Mm. And, you know, my parents lectured at Obafemi Awolo University, which was, was a was a village, well, not village, but <laughs> it wasn't Lagos or any of those cities. It was, you know, like a hidden away part of, you know, southwestern Nigeria somewhere. And um, also into a Christian home. So church and music and academics, that was my life. And that was all I knew. Mm. Um, primary school, secondary school, university in the same town, right? So I didn't go out at all. And and in uni, my final year in uni, um, I met a guy that, you know, I fell in love. He said the right things. And I thought this was it, you know, being a Christian and being raised to, you know, pray for the right man and all of that. I just, yeah. well, things just seemed like it happened right. And he was supposed to be the person. And anyways, we started dating, moved to the UK together and we got married um, in 2003. Mm. However, um, it was, we were married for 13 years and nine of those years were physical abuse wow. and all 13 were emotional abuse. Wow. Now I was raised in a home where divorce was not an option. Yes. You know, in the church I grew up in, in fact, it was part of the doctrine, no divorce, no remarriage. So it never occurred to me. I just kept hoping and praying that something was going to change. This man was going to change and he would stop doing this to me. Mm. I never considered walking away from a marriage. And when people ask me, why did you stay for 13 years? You know, mm. and understanding that the first time the physical abuse happened was even before the marriage. And wow. so people are like, why did you marry someone that had hit you? Mm. Well, because I thought I was sent to his life to be a help me and mm. if you're going to be a help me to somebody it means the person need help yes yes i know so that. if you need help that means something's broken yes and so when that all of the abuse was happening even before the marriage the anger because i saw all of it i saw the signs i saw the signs i saw the red flags yeah but when all of those were happening i thought oh well that's why god sent me to his life that's why yeah. i'm supposed to be there to help him and help him become a better person yes but what I didn't realize was that nobody can help somebody who is not willing to be helped. Yes, absolutely. Even God cannot help you because he has given us our will. And he says he will not strive with us with our will. He wouldn't. He yes. wouldn't do anything you're not willing to do. He wouldn't do it. Right. Anyway, so that happened. And 2016, I eventually realized that this wasn't going to happen. This change wasn't going to happen. We had very different mindsets and we had exhausted counseling. We had done every single thing hmm. and he just wasn't willing to do what it was going to take to make marriage work. And at that time, when I began to see the impact on my children, that was what made me walk because, um, you know, back home, they'll say to us that, Oh, you, you stay in your marriage because of the children. Yes, absolutely. But then I realized that it's actually because of the children that you should not stay mm. in a toxic or abusive marriage. Yes. Because children learn by what they see, not by yes. what they say. Yes. And so I realized that I was raising future abusers or victims wow. because I kept them in that dysfunctional environment. 
I love and, the way you said future abusers and victims. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Wow. Because my girls saw be, me, that mom, being treated this way by a man. And to them, mom is not doing anything about it. She cries and it's okay. Mm. So in their mind, in their subconscious, they would accept that that's okay. Yes. That's how to be treated. Yes. And so when they grow up and get into their own relationships and they, or they meet a man that talks down at them or treats them that way, maybe that's how it's meant to be. Because yes. that's what mom accepted. Yes. Right? My son saw how mm. a man was treating his mom. His dad was treating his mom. And he would think that is the only way to resolve conflict is by yelling and hitting. And so he's going to go on to do that as well. Now, I didn't pay a lot of attention to this in those 13 years until 2016 when I began to see the impact on my eldest. And it was, it just started coming out in a lot of anger issues. Right, And she had just started secondary school and suddenly it dawned on me that this girl has never seen a calm, peaceful way of resolving conflicts. Mm. All she's seen is anger and that's all she knows. And that's how she's, that's why she's acting the way she's acting. And I made the decision that this stops right now. I will not allow this to go to the next generation. So did you, when you said you, you, you decided to, you know, this stops now. Did you just say we're over? And how did you cope with the emotional, the new identity that you were forming? Because now you're being on your own, raising three kids, right? Yes, three kids. How did you think about the finances? What were your thoughts? Like, okay, how am I going to cope financially? Because I know that a lot of people get to that point saying, I cannot continue but the reality to make that move, to make that identity shift, you've always had the security of having a man in your life. You've done this together. Now you're on your own, three kids in the United Kingdom. How right. did you, what, practically, what did you do? What did I do? Great question. Let's talk about the emotional aspect first. Mm. Now with the emotions, there was nothing was gone, was dead, mm. right? I didn't feel anything. I was just there. I was just there to be missing somebody. Mm. So when I made the decision that it was over, I was fine. I didn't feel nothing. I felt a huge burden lifted off my shoulders. Right. That was the easiest decision to make, mm. walking away, because it felt like I had been in a cage for 13 years. I was no longer myself. I mm. wasn't the bubbly, happy child. I had changed to become the version of a wife somebody felt was acceptable. Yes, yes. And even at that, I wasn't good enough. Good enough, enough yes. And so when mm-hmm. I finally decided to free myself, mm. the, the, what I felt was freedom. It was liberty. It was, I was so happy. It felt like I had been released from a cage. It, I stood in my kitchen the very next day. I told my ex-husband it was over. And it, I, I felt light, like I was walking on air. That was how wow. I felt. And I stood there, then asked myself, Shia, well, why did you put yourself mm. in a bondage for 13 years? Why did you do it? Mm. Why? So, for, you know, emotionally, it was, I, I was fine. I was actually happy. <laughs> 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 because, you know what? I've always been a lovey-dovey romantic girl. 
Mm. You know, when I was young and, you know, I said I grew up in church when they mm. said pray, you know, pray, ask God for whatever. I remembered always praying for my marriage, my tall, dark and handsome husband and my two and a half children, my perfect family. <laughs> that was my prayer from the age of eight. I've always been this lovely, dovey, you know, my head in the clouds kind of mm. girl. Now, getting married and finding that I had the exact opposite of that. Mm. You know, I had resigned myself to the fact that I would never experience a happy home. I would okay. never have that thing that I so much wanted as a child that I always prayed about. Mm. However, in 2016, when I finally decided that I couldn't do this anymore, I have to go. I finally saw hope. Wow. I could still meet some guy that's going to be this amazing person and I'll still have this wonderful marriage. I'm going to have a second chance. This is possible. I was happy and I was looking forward to that. And right. I'm still looking forward to it because the man is not here yet, but I'm still looking forward to it. So, so, so the emotional aspect was fine. Now the financial aspect was fine as well. You know why? Why? Because I had become financially independent by myself. I wasn't, you know, leaning on a man. Hmm. Now, when I came to the UK, I did the odd jobs. I, um, I did uh, a few customer service kind of roles. And then I went into project management and I, you know, started contracting. So I was making very good money, mm. but I didn't have time for my young family at mm. the time. And I, I remember sitting at my desk at work one day and wondering, this can't be what everybody does. Mm. I'm sure there are people that work from home. There has to be a way to work from home. Come yes. on. Yes. Everybody can't be waking up at 5 a.m. to go and work for somebody. Yes. And I actually went on Google and typed work from home. This was in 2006, mm. right? And I saw so many different things, so many opportunities, mm. different people sharing their stories, their experiences, those selling products, those selling services, people mm. making stupid money. I'm like, what? Mm. I didn't know this could, this, this thing existed. Mm. I didn't, I didn't realize it. And so I saw all of those and I was intrigued because I mm. thought, I didn't know it was possible for you to work from home. Right. And this was in 2006 and I, I saw so many opportunities online and I reached out to quite a number of them. I bought different things, invested in that, invested in that. That year I must have spent about 2,000 pounds doing different things. Right. None of them worked because I didn't know what I was doing, right? Yeah. However, <laughs> it exposed me to network marketing. Right. And I read a book about network marketing and I was sold because I thought... Really, this is so simple. This is so me. Mm. Because now what marketing, you just get paid for referring. That's what you do. Mm. And I, Shio, I'm a referrer. I'll refer anything to everybody because <laughs> that's who I am. I don't need to be paid for it. So right. if I discovered a, a restaurant somewhere, I'll tell all my friends about it. Yes. For example, when I did the project management, I did the Prince 2 training. I told about 25 of my friends that I sent for the same training I did. I just referred them. I didn't get paid for that. Mm. And many of them are in project management right now, earning crazy income. I just referred because that's who I am. Whenever mm. I find something that is great, I'm happy with, or it works or whatever, I just share it. I tell mm. everybody. Mm. And when I realized that that's simply what the marketing was, I thought, wow, this is perfect for me. Right? right. And so that I, is not just me. That's how we are as human beings. Anyway, absolutely. we all refer. 
Absolutely. If you went to see a movie, you would even post on Facebook, on social media. Myself and the kids went to see this movie. Oh, you need to take your kids as well. Yes. You just referred. Yes. <laughs> your so. friends would go and watch the movie, but then the Odeon of you or whatever, they don't pay you anything for that. Mm. So we all refer. It's just some of us get paid for it. Yes. So I had started doing that in 2000. So 2010 was the first time I joined a company um, promoting products. And in nine months, I was able to build a team of over 5,000 across six countries. Wow. And I earned my first six figures from home. Unbelievable. In dollars. And I was like, what? Mm. In nine months? Earned over six, you know, six figures over $100,000. I think it was $170,000 in nine months. I was like, <gasps> Really, and this was my first experience. It was my first company, mm. and so that was what gave me the belief in the industry. I think I couldn't care what anybody else said. Mm. You know, it doesn't work. That, it worked for me, mm. and so. So, what skill sets do you feel that you really need to do? Because you, you know, you've chosen network marketing as a yeah. vehicle for you to be an an income or yeah. a lifestyle more than yeah. just an income what yeah. skill set did you have to develop because it must have been really hard in your personal life going through what you were going through yeah. how did you separate that from your business life good question and a lot of people asked me this same question when mm. i eventually went public with my divorce because mm. i didn't nobody a lot of people didn't know what was going on in my mm. life and um, 2016, when I filed for divorce, it came through 2017. The day I received my decree absolute, I changed my name on Facebook. And hmm. people were like, what, what is going on? So I got a lot of people that inboxed me. And I, so I told them what had happened. And a lot of them asked me, Shia, are you kidding me? So in all these years, all this was going on, yet you were building successful businesses across different countries, different yes. companies. How did you do it? And this is what happened. I had to... I had to pour out my love and attention and focus to something else. Right. I, I, the person at home, I couldn't, I gave it, it was thrown back in my face. Mm. So I had to find something else to give me the fulfillment and the joy. And I found it in the business. I found it in the people that were joining the business. I found mm. it in the people that needed to hear my message. Mm. Now, the interesting thing was all those years, there were so many ladies that would join my team and mm. we, we, we may be just having a business meeting, right? And they would come to me at the end to say, Shell, this is going on in my marriage. This is happening in my mind. And I was like, my goodness, God. You know, it became so obvious that network marketing was just the vehicle mm. God used or God is using to help me reach the people I've been called to serve. Wow. And they came, they came. But because I was still married to him in all those years, I couldn't become myself. I couldn't be authentic. So I mm. didn't truly speak out, but I would hold their hands. I would pray. I would say things will be okay. If you knew what I was going through as well, you'd know everything would be fine. Right. And what helped me separate my business and my personal life, like I said, was focusing my, you know, putting my love and focus and attention and, you know, everything I had to my children and to my business. So you created like a vision for what you wanted your life to be like, in a sense, right? So you kind of pulled yourself into another purpose and kind yeah. of almost almost made that life, part of your life a little bit smaller and yeah. made the, poured into something so that carried more weight, You're right? Correct. 
yeah. which is really, really difficult because I know for me personally, when I was going through my own issues, I just was so disappointed because I find it really fascinating because you knew you were given the love and it wasn't being reciprocated. This was kind of not what I wanted to talk about, but hey, let's go with it. You must have had a very strong belief in yourself because some of us will take it like maybe there's something wrong with us. Maybe we need to do more. Let's blame ourselves. But you kind of said, no, I'm going to pour the love I know I have into this and let them sort themselves out. Is that correct? Or maybe if you can tell me how you... It's interesting you're saying that um, because in those years, I lost my self-worth. I did. Um, Because I I thought I wasn't good enough. I thought I wasn't good enough. However, what I was hearing outside was different from what I was being told in the house. Hmm. So people would look at me on the outside and I would be like, wow, you're an amazing person. You've got such warmth. You you, you just love people and people love you. And and you just, just, there's just something about you. When you sing, you're anointed. It's just not about singing. There's something different to you. And I thought, what are they talking about? What are they saying saying that I'm not seeing or my husband is not seeing? I did not believe it. But what happened was it became, it it kept on happening over and over and I kept on hearing it. And I'm grateful and thankful for the people that kept on speaking life over me. Even when I didn't believe it, even when I didn't see it. And I remember asking my ex-husband once and I said to him, how come you have never told me I have such a beautiful singing voice? Because everybody outside is telling me that, but you you have never said that to me. And he said, oh, well, I I don't want you to get to your head. And I was like, hmm. Okay. Interesting. And so I began to see things differently. I began to see that, Shio, I don't think you're the one with the problem. (laughs) Because if you're the one with the problem, everybody else will be telling you that. Yeah. Yeah. But everybody outside is telling you something different. Yes. They are seeing something this man is not seeing. You can't be the problem. There's more to you than what this guy sees. Yes. Yes. And I think that was what helped to build my confidence again. Right. Right. And, you know, I started seeing myself, um, you know, like they were telling me I was, mm. which then made me go back to the Bible in 2016 when I filed for divorce. I, I had to be 100% certain that filing for divorce was the right thing for me. Mm. And I went back to the scriptures and I began to see how God talked about the bride, his bride. Mm. And how God talked about how his, you know, we are, um, we are, I was a royal royalty, you know, yes, royal creature. yes, yes. And I'm thinking if God sees me this way, mm. precious, and yes. he loved me so much that he could die for me. Mm. If any man sees me less, he's not worthy of me. Wow. True. So when I came to that realization in 2016, I could not care what anybody else said about my decision. I didn't care. I was convinced that that was what I needed. So I think one of the things I'm hearing you say is that you took personal responsibility for your, for you said you did some inner work on yourself. Yes. You realized that you had lost yourself in the process. You felt you weren't worthy and you decided to take time out to work on the inside. Yeah. Wow. Another thing I must say, was and you know this was funny to me because I remember I don't remember where I saw it I think I saw something on Facebook that said um, you attract who you are yes right? there's something in you that attracts the people around you 
And I thought, hang on a minute, how could I have attracted? <laughs> how, could, how, could, how, how am I, how am I, how could I have attracted somebody who abused me emotionally, yes. psychologically, physically? What was in me that attracted that person? I had to stand in front of a mirror, and I had to ask myself, Shia, why did you think you needed to be with somebody who treated you this way? What was hmm. it? And I had to face the truth. The, the truth was I was a needy person. I needed external validation. I needed somebody else to tell me, Shia, you're beautiful. I needed somebody else to tell me, Shia, you know, you're amazing. You've got this gift. You've got that gift. I needed, a, I needed somebody else to tell me what God already told me I was. Pray. And I felt it had to come from this man. Right. So when I, and because of that needy part of me, I attracted the person that treated me that way. Mm. So you took back your power. Yeah. Yeah. And that thing did not let me let go because I felt I needed to, I had to be there. Right. And so I had to look in the mirror and bring that out. And I remember actually doing a live about this on Facebook. 2016 and saying what did I do to contribute to it well not contribute what did I put on the table how did that attract this person right wow that's so hard <laughs> it is <laughs> it is but I had to be honest tell yourself the truth true. wow I had to be true to myself because until you heal the needy part of you you're going to continue to attract the same kind of person so tell us, how did you, how did you heal that needy part of you? Tell us. I began to speak life to myself, affirmations every single day. I wrote it down. I am worthy. I am beautiful. I am royalty. I am regal. I deserve a man who would love me, who would adore me, who would serve God with me. I deserve a man who has discovered his purpose and is walking in his purpose. I deserve a man who will support me in walking and fulfilling my own purpose. Yes. He's going to adore me he's like, yes. i began to speak this every single day wow and i still do wow and that's how i, I just got that belief i just it just came because when you begin to speak you know speaking those things that be not as though they were you are, yes. you are bringing them to pass yes and that, that's what i did Wow, that's incredible. But like in your business, do you do you feel like all this personal development has actually spilled a lot into your business? And how do you juggle the I don't I I think for me is how do you juggle your your home life and the business life with the children and so on and so forth? Well, right. So in in now marketing, in what we do, um we add some people say now marketing is just personal development attached to a compensation plan or compensation plan attached to personal development because for you to succeed in network marketing you've got to be you've got to develop you've got to become a leader there's so many so many skills you learn so so many things you change tell us the top three top three leadership skills that you feel are crucial for you to succeed in this in network marketing Mm -hmm. you've got to be hungry you've got to be hungry extremely hungry for, for your goal, for your purpose, there's got to be something that pushes you and drives you. Right. Now, many of us don't know that. In now marketing, we call it our why. What is your why? Why mm. are you doing this? Some people will say, I just want to make money. That's not a why. That's not strong enough. 
We've got to dig down to find the deep reason, the emotional connection to that why. Mm. Why are you doing this? That thing has to be so strong and so tight to your core that it even makes you cry. And it's linked, when you think about it, it's linked to your purpose, linked to why you're on earth. Mm. So you've got to have that why. Um, number two, you've got to be coachable. You have got to be able to look in the mirror and say, this is what I do not have. And be humble enough to go after the people that have it. So you need to be willing to sit around people that have what you want. And learn from them. And learn from them. So mentors, you need you need mentorship. Tell and me, I that was one of the things you mentioned to me. Yes. I was like, I want to do this. And you're like, you need a mentor. So tell yes. me about this mentorship. Sorry to cut you short. What <laughs> is mentorship for you? Right. For me, so because I'm in the no marketing industry, um, I you know, I understand what we do in the industry. Um, I have a figure that I want to get to. So I have a figure I'm at right now. I have mm-hmm. a figure I want to get to. What I do, I look for people in the industry that are earning that figure. Okay. I just move around them. Thankfully, now marketing is an industry where people are open to help you succeed. It doesn't happen in every industry that way. Mm. Every other industry, they hide their success strategies. Mm. In now marketing, they're open, they teach you because they mm. want you to succeed. You succeeding is a plus for them. Yes. yes. Right? Mm. So... When I see those people, I just get close to them. I send them a friend request on Facebook or I message them. I say to somebody who's a friend to connect me with that person. Mm. And like that, we start having conversations. I have mentors that don't even know I exist. <laughs> and really? I have men- oh, yeah. I'm, I'm big. They're mentoring me from afar, right? I'm reading their books. I'm following them right, on Facebook and I'm right. learning from them. Yes, right. And there, so are they- people, yeah, and there are people that work with me closely. Right. Right, as mentors. So... That's what I, that's what I've always done. I always reach out to people that are successful in my company and outside of my company at the level where I want to get to next. And I just get close to them and I do whatever they're doing, whatever. I just copy and do it. Yes. Wow. So you shared, know your why, get a mentor. And what's your third power skill? Your work ethic has to be impeccable. Yes. I work extremely hard. People on my team tell me that Shia doesn't sleep. I do sleep. I just don't sleep when everybody is sleeping. I know and, because sometimes <laughs> I'm messaging you at 12 and, and you're yes. still online. I'm like, what are you doing online? That's right. <laughs> I, um, I work hard. And um, one of the things an old mentor said to me, he said, you may be skilled that I am, but you will never outwork me. Hmm. He said to me, he said, I'll be the hardest worker on my team. And I saw this man. I've never seen anybody work as hard as this man. This was someone I worked with three years ago in a different Mm. company. And he went on to earn multiple millions in two years. Crazy. But I saw how he worked. And Mm. I learned that child, if you just put your head down and work, if you're focused and you work consistently, you will get the results you want. Wow. So yeah, those would be the th- three things I'll do. Thank you. So tell us what are you thinking about 2020? What are you hoping Woo! for? Wow. <laughs> yeah! I have called 2020 my year of manifestation galore. Whoa. So what do I mean by that? Is the year I create. I create everything and think they just come to pass. Um, I am a, I'm a fan 
I'm a believer, I'm a follower, whatever you want to call it, of the law of attraction. Yes. So who do you who, who have you who has inspired you with that? Just how out did of it interest? even start? Oh, it was in 2016 as well. It was through the same mentor I was talking about that said he, you know, he, nobody would ever outwork him. Yes. And he posted something on Facebook one day and said something about vibrational energy. I'm like, yes. what is even this vibrational energy <laughs> you're talking about? So I, I actually inboxed him. I said, I've never understood this vibrational. Well, I've never tried to understand. It. What is it? Mm. And he said to me, Shia, go and get this book and read it. it was, the book was, um, Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting by Lynn Grabhorn. Oh, I must pick that one up then. Yeah. Wow. Excuse me, your life is waiting by okay. Lynn Grabhorn. And I ordered the book and I read it. I was in awe. I could not believe what I was reading. And it was clear to me that we create our lives. And it's it's interesting because as a Christian, yes, that's I was what about the Bible to ask you. Says. Yes, yes. That's what we read. That's what I've known all my life. Yes. But how come I wasn't creating my life? Because I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it. Mm. And that's what happens to a lot of us Christians. We yes. say the right things, but we don't believe what we're saying. Yes, absolutely. We do not believe it. Yes. We speak it. I am the head and not the tail. We say, I am the head and not the tail. Yet the next sentence you're saying, I'm not going to pass that exam. Yes. <laughs> Do you understand? Contradictory. Contra yes. We contradict ourselves every day, all day. Mm. So when I read the book, I thought, whoa, this is how things get created. Yes. It's from your thoughts. What you're thinking transfers into how you feel. Hmm. transfers it to what you're saying and you create it the bible said as a man thinketh, so is he yes it's the totally. same thing absolutely when i realized that i was like whoa my life changed since 2016 so i, I became more intentional with my thoughts and the hmm. things i said even with my children oh i would tell my children we don't say that we don't talk that way oh mom i want this you know what to do start speaking it what do you see you know, 2000, I think it was last year, my daughter, my eldest, wanted to play hockey for Kent. And she said to me, Mom, it's one of my goals for 2018. And I said, okay, you know how to create it. We create stuff in this house. You need to create it. And she said, Mom, yes. So I said to her, I said, imagine you receiving a call or an email and they tell you, congratulations, you've been accepted to Kent Hockey. How would you feel? She said, Mom, I'll be excited. Oh my God, Mom. I said, that feeling, Hold it, store it, and take yourself to that feeling every single day. Yes. You know she got accepted to Kentucky? Oh, my gosh. She played with her last year. And how? I don't know. We just created it. <laughs> wow. So when that, that is... <laughs> Oh, it's amazing. You know, it's, it's, it's just amazing. It blows amazing. my mind. The law of attraction blows my mind. And I've come to learn that it's not just the law of attraction. There's so many other laws. There's law of reciprocity, law of yes. action. Yes. They're just, you know, the laws that God has created to govern this universe. This yes. is as a law of sowing and reaping, yes. the law of gravity. It's yes. just so that the universe will function the way it should function. Yes. Now, if you don't believe it, that does not nullify the fact that the law exists. Yes. It just means you're excluding yourself yes from the power of the law and that was when i understood that i couldn't care less about what anybody else thought about the law of attraction i knew what it did how it worked and i started using it 
And 2016 was amazing. I saw things happen. It got to a point that I could tell when someone was going to call me. And I oh got my gosh. scared. I got scared. I was like, I get it too powerful now. And it got to, you know, th- that made me realize that, you know, when people operate in these gifts and hmm. we look at them and we think, oh my God, he's this, he's that, he, he's this, he carries that. Da, da, da. He just understands the power. And it's available and, to all of us. Is, thank you. It's available to all of us. There's no point hating somebody no, or, because no. they've got it, because you no. have it too. You it's have just it whether too. you want to access it or not. Yes. Exactly. That's it. Wow. So 2020 is the year that I... I'm more intentional with everything. I have seen it work extremely powerfully in my life since 2016, even with my team members, because I talk about all these things to my leaders and on the team, team calls and things like that. To to things like money, right? One of, one of my leaders said to me the other day that um, she was, th- she she's, okay, so my phone, right? I don't know if you're going to see this. My, um, let me show you. Can you see, can you see my screen? My yes. yes, 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 yes. It's all money, right? Yes, lots of yeah. cash. You can see There's it. <laughs> so she saw it and she said, Shio, you know, I saw that and I went to look for a, a similar picture to use as my um, screensaver. Mm. And so she said she found 20, 20 pounds or was it 10 pounds? She found something anyway. And she took the picture and she put it as her screensaver. And this particular day she was down. She didn't have anything and she needed to charge her electricity bill at home. Mm. And she was sitting on on the stairs on the phone to a friend, and the friend was saying, you know, complaining about how she was down and needed some money, and that. And this lady on my team was saying to her friend that if you knew my situation as well, I'm actually in the same. I don't even have money to top up my electricity. Okay. And while she was sitting on the stairs, there was a coat she had hung on the on the stairs for weeks, so whatever. So she just put her hand in the coat. And out came 10 pounds. Where did this, how? She had put the money there and totally forgotten about it. The next day, she found another 10 pounds. Oh my gosh. The next day, she found another 10 pounds. And she continued to find 10 pounds every single day until she came out of that consciousness. Right? And when she shared it with me, I was, I was just shaking. It's, 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 oh, it, it's, it's too powerful, honestly. Another day, let me tell you this. The same hmm. lady, she called me. This was maybe a month ago or a hmm. month and a half. And we were talking, hey, sis, how you doing? Because she's not like a big sister friend kind of. Yes. Just and I said to her, I said, sis, oh, did I even tell you that I ordered a new set? It had just been delivered today. She said, child. You are joking. I said, why? What's a shashayo? Before I called you, I was looking at settings to buy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> when she said that, I said, oh my gosh, shashayo. I'm not joking. I was scrolling through and looking for settings to buy. And I just called you. Now you're telling me they just delivered your settings. What kind of coincidence is that? Oh it's my not God. coincidence. It's That's not. how things are meant to operate. If yes. you walk in the consciousness of that, you will create anything. anything. So ladies, yes, let's go down and like visualize what we want. And every day focus on that which we want. Believing it. Because yes. you've just mentioned the thing. It's not just saying it affirmation we must believe it because the world works on our belief really that's how it's been created but oh my god thank you so much shayo i've got your name right now (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for your words of wisdom but before we close out i'm 
we have learned so much from you. I'm so grateful for your time and your passion, your enthusiasm, your love for life just radiates through this. So I'm so grateful. And I'm hoping that at the end of 2020, we're going to have you back again. You're going to share your vision board for 2020 and tell us what you've (laughs) achieved because I'm sure there'll be so much that you've achieved. But just before we close, I just want you to complete this statement. Life is... Life is what you make it to be. Life is what you make it to be. It's a, it's an empty canvas. Paint whatever you want. Wow, I love that. Woo, 2020. So, you know, you're such an amazing mentor to so many people. And I'm sure some ladies would be like, how can we reach you? So tell us how people can get a hold of you, your message, or even just if they want to inquire about your business, how could join your business? How can they reach you? Right. So my name is Shayo, S-H-A-Y-O. I love it. A-L-O-F-E. I am on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I've got another business page on Facebook, so you can you'll find two of me. <laughs> One is my personal profile, the other is my business page. Um, I, I also have a website. You can reach me through my website as well. It's shyoblooms.com. So that's S H A Y O B L O M S Blooms. Shyoblooms.com. You can reach me via my website as well. Um, yeah. Well, thank you so much. So you guys, I will drop all this information on the show notes so you can definitely reach Shia. Thank you, Shia. And have a fantastic, (laughs) fantastic 2020. Really, really love you and appreciate you. God bless you. Bye, ladies. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Bye, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you've loved what you've heard, which I'm sure you have, then please go ahead and share the love, leave a review and subscribe. I would love to hear your thoughts, your ideas, your aha moments and your breakthroughs. You can connect with me on social media, on Instagram or Facebook by searching for Dr. Okoje Omo Okunkwo. You can find my details on the show notes. I'd love to add you to our Facebook United Sisters group where you'll get a daily dose of inspirational thoughts and insights. I can't wait to connect with you on our next episode. But until then, go out there, be bold, be beautiful and just be you.